On tonight's episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power, we talk about how whirlpool microwaves can kill your gains. We talk about how Nate is changing up his workouts, seeing if he can apply a different stimulus to get more gains. At this point, I'm just trusting the process. Yes, it's hard to do, but it, it is, is worth it. It is, it is. We also touch on how 30% of your one rep max can still get gains. Yes. Isn't that crazy? You can use as little as 30% and still see progress. It's insane. Insane. But it's true. Backed up by studies. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that I actually, I think maybe I did or didn't. I don't know. Um, I was thinking that I did read an article uh, at least two studies that backed up what you were saying about using 30% to get gains. Yeah, I've actually got that from several different sources. Okay. Yep. And then we uh, talk more about some programs that you could apply to get your strength journey started. Maybe you've been going to the gym and you've, you're a little lost, don't know what to do. So listen to the episode and... Uh, We'll have a few tips for you, some places yeah. to go, and yeah, we, find we out bring how up, strong you really are. Oh yeah, we bring up a few uh, types of training that have helped us both in the past, um, and that we like, and that that uh, you know we think that you can get the best bang for your buck with. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into this episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Power Power. So, my old microwave uh, decided to, like, intermittently stop working. So, I figured out it was a problem with the door switches. Uh, okay. I had replaced one, and that fixed it for a while. Then I was still having an intermittent problem. Right. And so, I ordered a whole pack of switches, like all three of them, and changed them all out. It's not a big deal. Pretty, pretty painless job. Right. And as soon as I put them in, the microwave fried one of the switches. Mm. And, like, all this is over the course of a couple of days, microwave mm-hmm. list. So anytime we needed to heat up food for my son, hey, yeah. guess what? Frying pan it is. Old school way. Oh, oh. yeah. Positive. Like, we literally, I literally one day uh, warmed up some milk for him before bed in, like, uh. a little pan. <laughs> <laughs> And then I heated it up too much, so I had to dump it out and mix it with cold milk until it was like... Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my uh, gosh. But anyway, so I ran around today, uh, went to go and get a new one to this place. It's about an hour away. Said they had it in stock. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Finally oh, ended up just fuckers. going to Best Buy and just buying a new one. I was like, you know, Best I'll forget Buy it. Has I'm just going to be done with it. Best Buy? Oh, dude, yeah. they've got a whole appliance section. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. There's no got, best. Uh, there's no Best Buys near me, so I guess that only comes as a, as a surprise because I haven't been in Best Buy for fuck at least a couple years since the military days. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> since the military days is only like June, so that's you true, know, true, true. It's not super long ago, but um. Yeah, the last time I was at Best Buy, I think it was a Black Friday thing, and mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Probably will never go back. I probably would go if there was one near me. There's just not one near me, so. Yeah, yeah. And they're and all like, nowadays, you know, you could find a deal at Best Buy. You could find that same deal, you know, at Lowe's. You know what I mean? It's, it's so competitive. I feel like it's nickels and dimes. You know, you might get a better deal at Best Buy, but in my situation, I might have to drive an hour to get to a Best Buy, and Lowe's, oh, yeah. Lowe's is less than a mile away from me, so it's like, eh, I'll take the free delivery because I'm within five miles from Lowe's and pay, you know, an extra ten bucks or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, if you can get free delivery, all about it. Oh, yeah. I put a, uh, actually, I didn't put one in. I helped my uncle-in-law. I guess mm-hmm. I think it's I think he was my uncle-in-law um, or he's just a family friend on my wife's side but I helped him put a microwave in like you know on the wall above the oven and oh my god I like we're we're buying appliances now because we're getting ready to sell the house okay. and um, you know so we're redoing the kitchen like we put in I put a new oven in I put a new dishwasher in um, we're going to put granite countertops in and like, I'm going to redo the backsplash, um, you know, behind the countertop, but mm-hmm. I just looked at the microwave when I was like looking through the kitchen of what I'm going to do. And I just stared at it and was like, yeah, no, that's just getting cleaned <laughs> and that's it. I'm not putting another one in. It's just such a pain in the ass. So this one wouldn't have been too bad except the holes. Well, two things. The holes didn't line up the same, the mounting holes. Okay. As the uh, old one. Like, they almost did, but not quite. So it was like, ugh, I hate to be in that position where you've got two holes close to each other. Right, right. But but the thing that really kicked my ass for a little bit, we were trying to get it in there, and you've got that bracket you set it up on at the bottom. Uh I I couldn't get it in there, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized that a pe- this microwave is just a hair. It's a tiny little bit wider than the old one. <laughs> so I had to remove one of the trim pieces that you'll never see. But mm-hmm. it, it took me like, you know, three or four tries. And by three or four tries of wrestling with this thing, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Did you do it by yourself? Uh, my wife helped me. Okay. So you did but, have uh, some help. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, a little bit. Good. I was going to say, God bless you if you did it by yourself. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I would have lost it. Yeah. I can't, like, big jobs like that, when I get frustrated, I mean, like, when you get frustrated, you get frustrated, but if somebody's there, like, purposely helping me, then I notice that my frustration does not happen as quickly, uh-huh. um, and I have a little bit more patience, for whatever reason it is, you know, whether it's just simply the fact that somebody's there, or, like there's another brain working i don't know i've noticed yeah. that i i definitely have more patience when somebody's helping me because when i'm by myself if it doesn't go right the first time i'm like god what the fuck is going on with this thing like and it's just like i can get frustrated pretty quickly um especially if it's like an easy an easy job or or like what seems like an easy job like i did some plumbing yeah. i did some plumbing two weeks ago and it went very smoothly um and but that was like a situation where it's like okay this is an easy job you know uh cut the pipe out of the wall you know cut it where it comes out of the wall 
because um, it was all copper pipe, and then cut it before the faucet, and then at the bottom before it goes to the dishwasher, and then run new piping with shark bite and uh, PVC pipe, and mm-hmm. you know that's that. And it, it will, it will, you know, it turned out to be pretty easy. Um, I didn't get frustrated at all, but that was definitely a situation where after I finished, I was like, man. This is such an easy concept for me in my head. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That if something did go wrong, I would have just like gotten so frustrated so quickly. Yeah, it, it's funny when stuff is like it's it's like that whole expectation. You know, if yeah, you think yeah. that it's going to be super easy, and then you get into it and you run into all kinds of problems, it's like, why? Why does yeah. it have to be like this? Yes. Why me? <laughs> God, why me? <laughs> yeah. Can it be somebody else's turn today? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, so I've been having uh, second thoughts about the way that I've been training recently. Um, and so right now I'm doing the every other day. I'm working out every other day. And I'm doing total body workouts every other day. Um, and the workouts look like upper body push, upper body pull, Lower body push, lower body pull, and that's my workout. One exercise for each, four exercises, that's it. Um, And this week I've been doing, this week I started doing three sets of five with one AMRAP set. Um, And I'm only doing an AMRAP set after the area that I'm focusing on. So today was uh, lower body push was my focus. So I did squats and I did three sets of five and then I did one AMRAP set. And, um, you know, for the rest of this stuff, I didn't do AMRAP sets, but, um, you know, and then, so, you know, uh, next time I go work out, the focus will be, you know, let's say lower body pull and I'll, you know, do my three sets of five with the, with the deadlift and then do an AMRAP with the deadlift and then go through the rest of the workout without any AMRAPs. And, um, for those of you listening, AMRAP stands for as many reps as possible, um, and so I've never trained um, my body. I've never done low reps under eight, eight reps for each exercise that I do. Um, you know, there was I, I've spent time doing like singles, doubles and triples and sets of four, sets of five, sets of six, sets of eight. But my uh, accessory lifts, which have been, you know, uh, complementing the main lift of the day um were done with eight to 12 reps um mm. pretty much nothing under eight reps so yeah, spending sort time, of your old old school hypertrophy range right right i would focus yeah. the strength on um the main lift and then my accessory lifts you know which if i did deadlifts one day my accessory lifts would be like romanian deadlifts maybe and then rows and some type of like um hip hinge maybe like good mornings or something um and so everything was always high reps right um right outside of the one focus of the day so now because i've switched i've noticed like okay i'm doing four compound movements in a workout right and because none of them are like bicep curls i can go heavy on each of them and that's something that I've never done. I've never solely focused on going heavy with everything all the time. 
um, and staying below five reps. And right. so it will be interesting to see um, the next couple weeks how my body changes from that. Um, yeah. I've noticed a little bit of decrease of size in my shoulders particularly. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's because of my bicep tendonitis um, is limiting a little bit uh, what I can do in terms of bench press and incline bench press. Um, right. And that's just something I need to stay on top of, like regular stretching. I had gone and seen a, f- um, a physical therapist for it and gone through a good regimen, like it was like six weeks that I went through that um, really, it, it got me pain-free. You know what I mean? I addressed the movement issues that I was having, and in six weeks I was pretty much pain-free again. And then, you know, I, I stayed on top of it right after and you know for the next probably three to four weeks but at this point it's been so long now since january that i've fallen off the boat of being consistent with the things i need to do to Mm -hmm. keep that pain away and now it's come back a little bit so um you know that's just going to be an adjustment that i'm gonna have to make in terms of kind of buckling down doing things that i don't want to do to address those issues but Mm -hmm. um you know, I'm having faith in the fact that I've never trained this way. So in theory, my body should respond uh, quite positively to um, training this way and just like everything under five reps. So I have uh, actually done that before. I actually did that for a long time. Um, I was doing a workout for a while where everything... Everything you did, literally, except for the ab work at the end, Mm -hmm. was a compound movement. It was all, and you would do multiple compound movements in a day. So you'd have like a push day and a pull day where you would work up to like a max set of like either 10, 5, or 3, depending on which block you were in. And you would do... Then, like, it's like two days or three days later. Oh, wait, no, I'm skipping a part. Yeah, so you would work up to the max set of, we'll just say 10. Then you would do another set at 5% less, then another set at 10% less. Okay, then a few days later, you would... How'd it go? It's been a while since I ran this program, so I'm (laughs) trying to remember it in my head, but I did (laughs) run it for quite a while. You would do three to five sets. Usually I did three because it was pretty heavy of that 90% weight. So like your last set from the first day. Um, Dude, that program, I definitely got, I definitely gained some size when I was doing that program, but talk Mm -hmm. about like taking a long time. It would take me on average like an hour and a half, two hours to do that workout because there were, like you would do squats, bench, overhead press. Um, Yeah, I I can't remember exactly. I don't have it in front of me. But you would usually do about five compound exercises Mm -hmm. and you're doing like three sets of each. And you got to have a decent rest interval when you're going yeah, heavy. Of course. So it yeah. took forever. But I did see some pretty good gains from that. But uh, it did stall out after 
after a period of time, and recovery yeah. was tough. Yeah. Re- um, especially when it was, like, tens. I mean, I've, I've noticed that when I, um, so far, because it's been, like, two weeks, I think, two, about two weeks that I've really focused on um, lifting heavy with everything. Uh, prior to that, I was still doing the same kind of split, but I just wasn't lifting heavy on everything. Um, I would do again, like, like I'd always default to is the eight to eight to 10 reps, um, on the lifts that are not what I'm focusing on going heavy in that day. And I've noticed that my stretching has definitely, I I get tight after a workout, right? Particularly my hips. Um, I guess it's just systemic inflammation, from the workout and it's just I get tight right and like I'll I'll do I'll do squats deadlifts whatever it is and my hips will get tight afterwards so I really have to focus on stretching and I've noticed that I have to focus on stretching and being regular with my stretching and my mobility a lot more now that I'm doing more heavier shit more frequently Uh, compared to you know like only doing one movement heavy and the rest are 8 to 10 reps. Um, yeah. And that's been a pain in the ass because, you know, that's more time now that I got to take not only during the day but before and after working out to stay on top of. Um, but, I mean, we're all different. Like, I know people who can warm up to, you know, lifts by doing said lifts and have great mobility and... Um, you know, they just they just don't react the same way that, that I react. You know what I mean? They might yeah. not get as tight as I do after a workout. So they may need half or a quarter as much time, less time than me stretching, you know? Yeah. Dude, so. you want to hear something crazy? I just heard about this today. Yeah. <clears throat> there is an Olympic-level athlete who is an Olympic weightlifter. Okay. A very successful one, no less that would not warm up at all. Like, if he was going, like, he would do one warm-up set, and then he would just do whatever his working weight was. Right. So, like, he would do, um, I think it was, like, five, like, if he were to squat 500 pounds, for example, right. for his warm-up, he'd do a set with 450. And that, that was would his be warm-up. his first that set? That was... That was it. Yeah, that was it. Dude. <laughs> like, insane. And the guy what? has not been injured. No what? issues. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's just crazy, dude. I mean, like, there's some so of the much thought... that we know, but so much that we don't know. Right. Right. And some of the thought process that I've had during some of my warm-ups is, oh, fuck, am I doing too much? You know what I mean? Am I doing too much to the point where when I get to my first working set... Is that going to be, uh, is that going to feel too hard because I overexerted during my warm up? You know what I mean? And there's, yeah. of course, a very fine line between, um, I think, being properly warmed up and overexerting in your warm up. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it, it's once you cross that line, like, you'll fucking know it. You know, you'll go to do your first set, your first working set, and be like, fuck. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about this. Um, and there's so many other factors that come into play as well. But, like, yeah. uh, there, I think there is a pretty fine line in terms of 
you know, being warmed up compared to being um, overexerted. And, and I've played with that in my head, like, sometimes, like, oh, shit, am I, am I doing too much right now? Like, you know, should I skip this set and just go right to my working set? Or should, like, I throw another one in there before I yeah. get to my working set? So, um, you know, and it's worth mentioning that it kind of depends on what type of workout you're doing, too. Like, you and I train similarly. Mm-hmm. We like to train heavy. And, like, even when I'm doing 10s, like, they are challenging sets of 10, right. you know? Right. Um, and you're the same way. And that is, some, like, the conservation of energy is more of a factor with that type of training than if you're doing, like, a bro split, where today's buys and drives, you know, tomorrow is, like, uh, quads and hamstring. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, Because um, it's a different... Uh, we're training more for strength. I mean, yeah, a little bit of size too. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to someone who's using more of like a bodybuilding approach, like there's not, there, I guess there's not really as much warm up involved yeah. in bodybuilding anyway I mean, because you're not using a ton of weight to begin with. When I was doing the whole bodybuilding training, I was not squatting. I was not deadlifting you know i mean i was benching because it was like yeah bench like it's the it's the biggest ego lift but like i was not doing deadlifts i was rarely squatting and uh it was just like i think it would have benefited me if i was doing those things it definitely would have benefited me if i was doing those things but because of that i was doing like accessory lifts right so i would start I would do I would squat on leg day, but I would squat four sets of ten. You know what I mean? And there was no real focus on depth, on full range of motion. And my four sets of ten would be with one thirty five. And I'd be a fucking bitch about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like at the time it was like I I almost like justified it by saying like, Yeah, I wanna do high reps because I wanna get a good pump, I want to force blood into the muscle, and that's how I'm going to get it to grow, you know? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that will get the muscle to grow. That will get the body to change. That will send a good signal. Um, but I was just doing that, like, for over a year and a half, two years. That's the only way I was training. And, yeah. you know, it, there was no real leg development, right? Um I had I had small legs, right? And now that I've put a heavy focus on squatting the past year, I will look down at my legs and I will be surprised. I mean, my calves still suck. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> my calves suck. And I'll admit it. I, I do got not, something to say about that when you're done. Okay. I do not do calf raises. But um, since I've put a heavy focus on um, full depth squats... And full range of motion squats. And I've also put a heavy focus on squatting heavy. Particularly in the past year and a half. I will look down at my legs and be surprised. Um, at what they look like. Just you know without a pump. Um, just because like they are growing. You know what I mean. Or I'll see a video of me squatting or deadlifting. Or something be like wow. Like, I actually have quads. And like my legs actually look half decent from the knee up. So. 
Um, if you're a beginner lifter, I feel like that is like one of the best moments because oh, oh yeah, like everybody when they start, nobody wants nobody wants to do legs. Like mm-hmm. it's not everybody wants to have big arms and big chest, you know, because those are what we think. Uh, that's what we think women want. Right. And uh, you know, in, in Brazil, this is kind of funny. They call the guy with a huge. Uh, Huge upper body and skinny legs. They call him the ice cream man, which is hilarious because the Why? shape. Because of oh, because it looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah, because there's just oh, a taper so and there's like funny. nothing left by the time you get to the bottom. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, like so when you do get those, and you really like, like you said, doing your squats at one thirty-five, and every gym's got that guy or maybe a couple of guys. They can really squat and move some big weight. Yeah. And you just have your one plate on either side. But you keep doing it, and then you throw some tens on, and, you know, you gradually build up. And then one day you look down, and you're like, hey, that's a quad. I can see my VMO, you know? (laughs) Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a a fun moment. So, okay, you kind of brought this up a couple times, so... Like the 8 to 12 rep range. Yes. So that is like very commonly known as like a bodybuilder style rep scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was traditionally like what everyone always heard. Like if you want to get hypertrophy, that's like, that's what you need to do. Yeah. And, to and like, gain and grow muscle size. Yeah. And so to be honest, out. like that is, if you want to maximize hypertrophy, you got to be in that zone. So, fun fact, they did a recent study, and they found out that you can go as light as 30% of your one rep max Mm -hmm. and still get good gains. And you can go all the way up to about 80% and get good gains. The thing is, you have to, like, work to near failure. Yeah. To get gains out of anything in that range, so you have to work hard. Yes. It's actually more about that, and like what you're doing right now, doing the heavier, lower rep. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason that you're doing that is to change it up to apply a different stimulus, mm-hmm. because our bodies, um, we have this thing called homeostasis, which means that your body wants to try and stay the same and that's why it tries to adapt it tries to adapt to whatever you're doing and that's why there are all these complex programs out there to kind of like okay get your body to adapt one way and before it starts to get too used to it you know you start to adapt in another way and dude the longer you're in it the more you find there are different workouts programs and so many different approaches mm-hmm. and so many of them work and a lot of it just has to do with where you're at like for example a, a beginner lifter is going to get those newbie gains you're gonna maybe you can only squat like 95 pounds mm-hmm. and you're able to put five pounds a week onto that for like a couple of months and then eventually it kind of stalls out mm-hmm uh, that's that's totally natural, and then your body can also, as long as you're providing it with the necessary fuel to recover, it can adapt to more load, like higher volume training. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if I were to, when I first started, if I were to try and do, say, six sets of ten at 135 on bench, mm-hmm. well, for one, I wouldn't be, I wasn't able to do a set of ten at 135, but even if I could have mm-hmm. uh, maybe done one set, I wouldn't have been able to do ten, do six. Right. Whereas now, I look at 135, and it's not, it's not like a big deal. It's not as daunting. Uh, you can handle, like, I can handle more because my body has, has grown and adapted to accommodate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's good. It's good to be uncomfortable, right? Um, and I'm uncomfortable right now. Training this way, doing the heavy heavy reps for everything. Because, um, you know, as much as I identify, as much as I identify with powerlifting, I also still identify with being the muscular guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still identify with with wanting, and and I still want to be like a big, strong, muscular dad. Um, and so it's it's a little difficult for me, but I understand. You know, I'm approaching it the same way that you would, that somebody who's trying to change their diet is approaching it. Like, you know, I I don't necessarily know if this is the right thing, um, Mm -hmm. but I've heard good things about it. I understand the concept. Yes, you have to change the way that you're training to get your body to change in the same way that you have to change the way that you're eating to get your body to change. So I am going to trust the science on it. I am going to stick to the plan and um you know do my best to um not vary from this method of training um and you know something that's and i know we wanted to touch on we wanted to talk about like programs and um particular training styles that really helped us um and um, I actually uh, just had one of my coworkers has been counting calories, and he's been counting calories for a little bit over a year. And the only exercise he really does, other than the occasional walking outside of work, is he plays racquetball one night a week. And so I've been pestering him. He's made some really good weight loss progress. Um, He's come down from like 260. Now he's down to like the 180s. Um, well, that's like he's lost. Yeah, like, and it's all from counting calories, tracking his food, and just eating less calories. Um, you know, he's not meal prepping. He's not fucking eating chicken and rice. He's just eating less calories. Um, yeah. And he's being honest with himself. You know what I mean? So I keep pestering him. I have been pestering him. Like, you know, when are you going to start lifting weights? Like, and he's in the same boat as we are. Like, he's a dad. He fits the bill. You know, he's got kids. Um, you know, I don't really want to put him on blast with the rest of his personal life, but it's busy. You know, he's got kids. He's got responsibilities. He's got shit to do, right? And so he's, I've been pestering him over and over again just because it's like, I like to see um, people make good choices and, you know, and that's the next step. You know, let's say you did count calories, you lost some weight. Okay, you know, if you want to look better, even better than what you already do, the next step is to add in resistance training. 
Yeah. And so um, I've been pestering him. And he's like, yeah, I know. I need to lose weight or I need to start working out. Um, I have a set of dumbbells at home, so I really don't have an excuse to not work out. And I was like, listen, you know, uh, here's what I would do. I would get very familiar with your basic uh, body weight movements. Um, so like your push-ups, your squats, your lunges, etc. Um, everything that you can do without equipment. And then mm-hmm. I would pick four, um, m- four exercises with dumbbells that pretty much look like your upper body push, upper body pull, lower body push, lower body pull type movements. Okay, so like a sumo dumbbell deadlift. Um, and then not even a dumbbell squat. I just didn't even, wouldn't even say that. I would say get good at regular squats first. But then like... Mm-hmm. Um, a dumbbell floor press, right, for your chest, and then, like, a bent-over dumbbell row, okay? And I told him, you know, take those four exercises, right, those three, four exercises, watch three YouTube videos for each exercise, okay? So you get a good variety of uh, explanations, okay? You don't just Mm -hmm. watch one video, get one guy telling you this is how you do it. There's people explain it different ways. And then practice it. Film yourself doing it. Practice it. Treat it like you are learning an instrument. Okay. When you play the piano, you don't just put a song you want to play and try to play that song. You start with songs that you that are within your ability to play, and you practice until you're good enough at reading notes, and you have the dexterity to play. You know, Piano Man by Billy Joel. Okay. Right. Um, and I, I think you should approach. And I, I told him this. Um, I was like, I think you should approach it that way. Of, you know, this is a skill I'm learning, and I'm gonna practice. I'm not working out. I'm gonna practice this skill of lifting because it is a skill. Um, and he wanted to get his daughter involved with him, and I said, you know, in particular, because of that, I was like, build your foundation first. Because there's no rush to get her started. Build your foundation. Then once you have a good solid foundation and you can teach her, start trying to incorporate her. Um, But if I could go back and start again, that's how I would do it. I would would start a lot slower. Um, I would start with basic compound movements that are going to benefit me the most. And start with body weight exercises and go from there. Um... And I, I, I am expecting that that is going to carry him very far in his uh, exercise, um, you know, in his weightlifting, in his resistance training journey. Um, yeah, and I, w- I would agree with that. I think that, you know, and how many teenagers have started out by just doing push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups? You know stuff that you need no equipment to do mm-hmm. like I remember me and my brothers just you know jumping up to a tree limb and you know seeing how many pull-ups we could do seeing if we could beat each other right um, yeah I think body weight is a good way to uh, is a good way to learn and I totally agree with the uh, watch three videos I'm big on like the three sources for about anything mm-hmm. um, and, and you'll notice like if, if you're new 
you'll start to find people that you gravitate towards. You know, mm-hmm. I've got certain people that if I want to learn how to do something, I look on their channel to see if they have a a video on it. Right, right. Because, you know, you maybe it has them. something to do with personality. Maybe they've always steered you right in the past, you know. Yeah. Maybe the way they explain it is just really easy to understand. Mm-hmm. They can but, communicate uh, really well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a great way to start. And, you know, you and I both have some, uh, I would say, pretty decent garage gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, which those took time to build up and you don't need anything that elaborate when you're starting out Not at you'll all. figure out what you need as you keep going mm-hmm. when i first started like getting shit to work out at home um i started with a set of 30 pound dumbbells and a total gym you know the like thing on a track oh yeah the yeah, thing yeah, on the yeah. track the chuck norris uh christy brinkley thing yeah. and i only, i got it for free because my uncle had it in his basement and he was like hey you know i know you're into working out and you're starting to like look at equipment do you want this and i was like fuck yeah i want it so like mm-hmm. it worked you know what i mean i could do rows on it i could work my biceps and my triceps was it like you know perfect no not at all but it was great experience to um, kind of teach myself and learn and develop the skill of, of proprioception and understanding where my body is in space and how the joints are moving and what muscles are working and just experimenting with it. You know, how can I target my chest with this? How can I target my back? How can I target my triceps, my shoulders, my arms, my biceps? Like, And, you know, for a while, 30-pound dumbbells in a total gym was working out great for what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. my skill and, – and I def, and like I said, if I could go back, I would do it differently um, from the time that I started. But, um, you know – my skill got a little bit better and it was like okay this I, I outgrew it right and now I'm at the point where I just need a rack and a barbell and some dumbbells occasionally and I'll be good you know I I have the knowledge now of exercises and what to do to be able to target different areas of the body and it'll take time it'll take uh, focus obviously you know uh but you'll get out of it what you put into it and in terms of having a garage gym um i think it's the best thing that's ever happened it that i've done i think it's the best thing i've done for myself dude yeah i was (laughs) i was just telling somebody the other day like i don't know how with me and my wife both working and me having my son i don't know how i would be able to train if I couldn't train at home yeah because we kind of work opposite schedules my wife and I so usually it's just one of us here with him Mm -hmm. and you you can't leave a kid alone no and go to the gym I mean I could find a gym that has uh that has child care right and or you you could pay one of our friends is doing that works out great for yeah or you could pay a babysitter yeah. Um, 
But not everybody has that option. And, you know, maybe you live, like, out in the country and you don't mm-hmm. have access to, you know, maybe it's 30 minutes to go to the gym. Right. Which, how much easier is it just to walk out your door? You exactly. Know, or exactly. to walk in, open up a door in your own home mm-hmm. or to your garage. Um, so, yeah, it's really... <laughs> I love it. I love having the home gym. Mm-hmm. Um, now to circle back a little bit and go back to a type of program that really worked for me. I think one that really sticks out in my mind is the five by five because, you know, I could give somebody a set of dumbbells and say bicep curl this for, you know, eight reps or 10 reps. You know what I mean? Or put them under a bench and say, do a bench press with this weight for 10 reps and they can do 10 reps right but getting to the point where uh you're like okay i'm 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 good with that i want to start lifting heavier what do i you know but it's intimidating to do to lift so heavy that i can only do one rep or to lift so heavy that i can only do two reps you know that can be very intimidating and the five by five program five sets of five reps um, I really liked that. I think it's, it's like starting strength or something, or it's like Jim Wendler's or something, but it's yeah, essentially... Yeah, Wendler's 5-3-1. Yeah, it's Wendler's 5 three, one okay. Um, yeah. but the 5-by-5 five five definitely helped me get my feet wet with lifting heavy, because it was, to do a set of five, you know, you need to use a weight that's fairly heavy, right? But to be able to do five sets of five reps, you need to use a weight that is fairly heavy, but also that doesn't tax you too much. And I think that is the perfect place to be when you are, you know, you've got some good skill with the biomechanics of the lift and you feel like you're ready to really start pushing your strength. And Yeah. And Pulling and pushing heavier weight. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's ideal, but if you're going to go it alone without a coach, I think doing five by five is great because, like I said, it, it's enough to be, to be heavy, but not too much that you're really, really exerting yourself. Yeah, and... So this is basically how I got started. That was one of the first programs I ran. And if you Google 5x5, you'll find there are different versions. There's Strong Lifts 5x5, there's Mad Cow 5x5. They're all just variations of the same thing. Um, And like to give you an idea of what that looks like, uh, I've got the Strong Lifts 5x5 pulled up right now. And it would be uh, Monday. You're doing squats, five sets of five. Then you're doing bench press, five sets of five. Then you're doing a barbell row for five sets of five. Okay, and that's a workout. You're not you're not doing curls, push downs, stuff like that afterwards. You know, if you're starting out, like it's probably not a big deal if you really want to do that stuff and it's fun to you. If you've got enough gas and enough time, sure. But that's not really part of the program. So then Wednesday, you squat again, five by five, then overhead press, 
and then deadlift. Most of the 5x5 five five programs, deadlifts are actually fewer sets. Uh, Stronglifts is just one set of five. Um, and then it, you know, this varies throughout the weeks. But uh, you'll have like three compound movements, three to five, depending on which, which version of 5x5 five five you're doing. Um, but it's a pretty basic setup, and it's a good way for you to find your own strength. You know, you, there is no like, you know, okay, you have to use this weight. You find like what you can do, and you work from there. Mm -hmm. And if you're new and you're doing five by five, you'll probably find out that you're going to be, you're, you're probably a lot stronger than you think you are. Um, yeah. Because most people have never really pushed a compound movement like that. How many mm -hmm. people are afraid to squat? Yeah. They think they can't squat. And really all they need is to find out how to squat. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time a coworker telling me he tried to squat and he said, uh, yeah, man, I just can't do it. And I'm like, well, you know, what's the problem? He said, uh, man, like I, I, I was doing everything right. You know, I had my toes pointed in and, you know, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I had my toes pointed in just like how you're supposed to. And I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> you're... Your toes should not be pointed in. They should be either forward or usually pointed out. And he's like, yeah. no, I thought. And I'm like, dude, there's not a lot of stuff that I would tell you 100% that I am absolutely sure about. Yeah. I said, I am 100% about this. <laughs> I am 100% sure you do not <laughs> pigeon toe to spot. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you're new, you don't know that. Right, and exactly. So, you know, or... Yeah, it's just a different basis of knowledge. Um, yeah. But yeah, 5x5 five five is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. um, I went ahead and looked up that other program. It's the LSU Shreveport Lifting Program. LSU 3-4? Shreveport, yeah, like Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Um, and suppose it's on uh, Jared Anderton's website. Uh, this is an Olympic lifting program, but I kind of adapted it for a while for powerlifting. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like took out the, uh, I took out like the snatches and cleans. I, I did do the full program for a while, right? but eventually I just got away from Olympic lifting. Okay. But you know, like Monday push press, squat, bench press and military press Tuesday, Romanian deadlifts, shrugs, bent over rows, pull-ups. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to check that out, it, it's a rotation. It's uh, three to four weeks of tens, three to four weeks of fives, and then like, I think it's about three weeks of threes, and then like one or two weeks approaching like peak week where you're mm -hmm. testing your one rep max. Okay. So that's another way you can lay out a program if you find that 5x5 five five is kind of like stalled out. Yeah. And the thing that I like about this program is every day you're kind of testing a max. Mm -hmm. You are like, like your push press for up to 10 rep max. And, you know, this is not to failure, 
but this is like okay that was definitely enough right right um and it's a good way for you to find your strength for you to find out like okay i know that i can do this because i did this on five by five but maybe you do a little more Mm-hmm. And a little more over time adds up. And before you know it, you find out that you're capable of a lot more than you used to be. So that that's another way you can lay out your workouts. Um, the ten five three thing. And I, I kind of touched on this a little bit before where I ran the program for too long and it kind of stopped working for me. Um, in, in any program, I feel like you're going to find that if you follow it for long enough. But I did run that program for quite a while and was able to find my strength and okay. have some good gains from that. All right. All right. Nice. Um, with that, I think that's a good point for us to call it quits tonight. Um, thanks for listening to drive with woody fit and bauer power what do you think dude yeah that sounds good i think that's a good wrap up and we'll keep coming with more episodes keep listening hope you enjoy the show keep living keep lifting and keep listening and one quick thing in the next couple episodes i'm not sure if it's going to be the next one or the one after that but we are going to go in depth about um building a garage gym and tips that we have advice that we have um, ideas that we have had about you know how to get equipment how to lay out a gym um, so we are going to be talking about that in depth um, in the upcoming episode so keep an ear out for that episode as well and um, yeah that's all we got thanks for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs>